The Witches by Roald Dahl Chapter 10 Bruno Jenkins Disappears The Grand High Witch was starting to talk again. I am now going to prove to you, she said, that this recipe is working in perfection. You understand? That you can set the alarm clock to go off at any time you like. It does not have to be nine o'clock. So yesterday I'm personally preparing a small quantity of magic formula in order to give you a public demonstration. But I am making one small change to recipe. I am roasting alarm clock and I'm setting off not nine o'clock next morning, but half past three the afternoon. Which means half past three and that, she said, glancing at her wristwatch is in precisely seven minutes time. The audience of witches was listening intently, sensing that something dramatic was about to happen. So what I am doing yesterday with this magic liquid? Asked the Grand High Witch. I will tell you what I am doing. I am putting one droplet into a very squishy chocolate bar. And I am giving this bar to a repulsive smelly little boy who's hanging round lobby of hotel. The Grand High Witch paused. The audience remained silent, waiting for her to go on. I watched this repulsive little brute gobbling up the squishy bar of chocolate and when he had finished, I said to him, was that good? He said it was great. So I said to him, would you like some more? And he said, yes. So I said, I will give you six more chocolate bars if you will meet me in the ballroom of the hotel at 25 past three tomorrow afternoon. Six bars, cried the greedy little spine. I'll be there, you bet I'll be there. So the stage is set, shouted the Grand High Witch. The proof of pudding is about to begin. Do not forget that I am roasting alarm clock yesterday. I'm setting it for half past three. Today it is now. She glanced again at her watch. It is now exactly 25 past three and the nasty little stinker will soon be running into a mouse in five minutes. Should be at this moment be standing outside this door. And by gum, she was absolutely right. The boy, whoever he might be, was already rattling the door handle and banging on the door with his fist. Quick, screeched the Grand High Witch. Put on your vigs, put on your gloves, put on your shoes. There was a great rustle and bustle of putting on wigs and gloves and shoes and I saw the Grand High Witch herself reaching for her face mask and put it on over that revolting face of hers. It was astonishing how that mask transformed her. All of a sudden, she became once again a rather pretty young lady. Let me in, came the boy's voice from outside. Where are those chocolate bars you promised me? I'm here to collect. Dish them out. He is not only smelly, he is also very greedy, said the Grand High Witch. Remove the chains and the door and let him come in. The extraordinary thing about the mask was that its lips moved quite naturally when she spoke. You really couldn't see it was a mask at all. One of the witches leapt to her feet and unfastened the chains. She opened the two huge doors. Then I heard her saying, why, hello, little man. How lovely to see you. 
You have come for the chocolate bars, have you not? They are all ready for you. Do come in. A small boy wearing a white t-shirt and grey shorts and gym shoes entered the room. I recognised him at once. He was called Bruno Jenkins and he was staying in the hotel with his parents. I didn't care for him. He was one of those boys who was always eating something whenever you meet him. Meet him in the hotel lobby and he's stuffing sponge cake into his mouth. Pass him in the corridor and he is fishing potato crisps out of a bag by the fistful. Catch sight of him in the hotel garden. He is wolfing a dairy milk bar and has two more sticking out of his pockets. What's more, Bruno never stopped boasting about his father made more money than my father and that they owned three cars. But worse than that, yesterday morning, I had found him kneeling on the flagstone of the hotel entrance with a magnifying glass in his hand. There was a column of ants marching across one of the flagstones and Bruno Jenkins was focusing the sun through his magnifying glass and roasting the ants one by one. I like watching them burn, he said. That's horrible, I cried. Stop doing it. Let's see you stop me, he said. And at that point, I had pushed him with all my might and he had crashed sideways onto the flagstones. His magnifying glass had splintered into many pieces and he had leapt up shrieking, My father's going to get you for this. Then he had run off, presumably to find his wealthy dad. That was the last time I had seen Bruno Jenkins until now. And I doubted very much that he was about to be turned into a mouse. Though I must confess that I was secretly hoping it might happen. Either way, I didn't envy him being here in front of all those witches. Darling boy, cooed the Grand High Witch from up on the platform. I have your chockers ready for you. Do come up here first and say hello to all these lovely ladies. Her voice was absolutely different now. It was soft and gentle and absolutely dripping with syrup. Bruno was looking a bit bewildered, but he allowed himself to be led onto the platform where he stood beside the Grand High Witch, and said, Okay, where are my six chocolate bars? I saw the witch who had led him in quietly, putting the chain back on the doors. Bruno didn't notice this. He was too busy asking for chocolate. The time is now one minute before half past three, announced the Grand High Witch. What the heck's going on? Bruno asked. He wasn't frightened, but he wasn't looking exactly comfortable. What is this? Give me my chocolate. 30 seconds to go, cried the Grand High Witch, gripping Bruno by the arm. Bruno shook himself clear and stared at her. She stared back at him, smiling with the lips of her mask. Every witch in the audience was staring at Bruno. 20 seconds, cried the Grand High Witch. Give me a chocolate, shouted Bruno, becoming suddenly suspicious. Give me the chocolate and let me out of here. Fifteen seconds, cried the Grand High Witch. Well, what are you crazy punks? Kindly tell me what all this is about, shouted Bruno. Ten seconds, cried the Grand High Witch. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We have ignition. I could have sworn I heard an alarm clock ringing. I saw Bruno jump. He jumped as though someone had stuck a hatpin deep into his bottom and he yelled, Ow! He jumped so high that he landed on a small table up there on the stage and he started hopping about on the top of the table, waving his arms and yelling his head off. 
Then suddenly he became silent. His whole body stiffened. The alarm has gone off, shrieked the Grand High Witch. The mouse maker is beginning to work. She started hopping about on the platform and clapping her gloved hands together. And then she shouted, This smelly brat, this filthy scum, this horrid little louse, will very soon become a lovely little mouse. Bruno was getting smaller by a second. I could see him shrinking. Now his clothes seemed to be disappearing, and brown fur was growing all over his body. Suddenly, he had a tail, and then he had whiskers. Now he had four feet. It was happening all so quickly, it was a matter of seconds only, and all at once, he wasn't there anymore. A small brown mouse was running around on the table. Bravo! yelled the audience. She's done it. It works. It's fantastic. It's colossal. It's the greatest yet. You are a miracle, oh brainy one. They're all standing up and clapping and cheering. And the Grand High Witch produced a mouse trap from the folds of her dress and started to set it. Oh no. I thought, I don't want to see this. Bruno Jenkins might have been a bit of a stinker, but I'm dashed if I want to watch him having his head chopped off. There is he, snapped the Grand High Witch searching the platform. Where has the mouse got to? She couldn't find him. Clever Bruno must have jumped off the table and scampered into some corner or even down some small hole. Thank heavens for that. It matters not, shouted the Grand High Witch. Silence and sit down. <laughs>